Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi, the Prince, the Players, the Hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. The Monday Night Meltdown has a begun. Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Grid Radio Networks will welcome our AM radio affiliates momentarily. The jury has spoken. Uh, justice has been delivered. Jawan Howard gets five games. Michigan have five games remaining uh, this year. Um, just in time to be back for the Big Ten tournament and uh, hopefully play the Wisconsin Badgers. It's funny how uh, they they uh, framed it uh, this way. He also got fined $40,000 as well. A lot of fines were given out today. All right, Jawan Howard got fined $40,000. Uh, Greg Gard, coach of uh, Wisconsin, he got fined $10,000. Um, and Bob Baffert got fined $7,500. So Bob Baffert, like how many of the Medina Spirit's dead. Like the you know, the horse is dead. <laughs> like he makes a mockery of the sport. And he got fined seventy five hundred dollars. That'll show him. I gotta tell you, right now, I promise you. I promise you, Bob Baffert is sitting at home right now in his uh, in his bachelor uh, no bedroom apartment, you know. And you know, he's got he's got you know, he's got ramen noodles. On the stove, and he's thinking, man, that seventy five hundred bucks is really. I'm never going to do this again, man. Like, I don't want to get. I'm, not, I'm never. I'm never paying a seventy five hundred dollar fine again. <laughs> the guy makes like hundreds of millions of dollars uh, with these horses, and it's like the horse is dead. Like nobody even talks about that. They're like, oh yeah, he got fined seventy five hundred. It's like no, he killed the horse. Like they, the horse is dead. I'm not saying he killed the horse, but yeah, I don't know. You think that this horse just, I like, oh, that random causes, yeah, horses die. Yeah, if you drug them up, they do, right? If, you know, that's the thing. Listen, I, I was in horse racing on a smaller scale. I owned a horse, as you guys know. Hell, some of you tuning in own part of the horse as well. And I got to be honest with you, like, you know, I think people get into it with some people get into it with good intentions and stuff, but it's a scumbag operation, Nobody really cares about the horse. Like, nobody cares about the actual animal, right? And whatever. Yeah, I think these people should get into, like, car racing and motorsport. At least, like, it's just a machine. Yeah, as you see, like, on the highest level, they really don't care. Look how many horses die at Santa Anita, man. Like, seriously. And then they get mad when people talk about shutting them down. It's like, well, you know, you guys have killed, like, 34 horses. Like, you know. <laughs> Like, especially like a horse a day dying here, you got to start asking a question. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Calgary Flames, it is what it is. What the hell's going on with the Flames? I swear to God, the Flames screwed me once in a preseason game, and I never forgave them. And now they're having the best year in, in, in franchise history. I don't know, man. 
Like, I find it hard to believe that the Atlanta Flames ever won nine games. I think that's a lie. I, I, it, sounds, it does sound made up to me that the Atlanta Flames, like they, they, the Flames supposedly won before. Now they've won 10 in a row. Keith Smith's going to step up and in. George Kurtz, Pete Annapolis. This is Sports Rage. The late night anger management class. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our other AM radio affiliates. The Monday Night Meltdown has begun. I am Marenzi. we got a full house. Keith Smith is going to step up and in. Uh, Keith Smith uh, breaks it down for uh, various, uh, various media platforms. Uh, Keith Smith, NBA, uh, in the house here this evening. Spot Rack, Celtics blog, front office show. Uh, Keith Smith, we talk NBA basketball, post-NBA uh, All-Star uh, game. Chris Paul, of course, uh, down and out for the next six to eight weeks. Pete Annapolis will step up and then we'll talk uh, basketball with Pete as the jury has spoken. Jawan Howard gets five games and a $40,000 fine for slapping uh, Crabapple in the side of the head, whatever his name is, Krabenhoff. You know, Krabenhoff, you, know, you didn't help the situation by running in there, bro. So, nevertheless, it is what it is, and when it's all said and done, I told you guys last night, to me, I'd suspend them like two, three games, right? If I was in charge, I'd be like, listen, you can't do that, but let's not make, let's not make more of this than it is. And I said, I think he's going to get five to seven. What I said what I would do is kind of you know, different than what would happen. I'm not the commissioner of the Big Ten. I'm not Mary Sue Coleman, the president of Michigan, all right? So, as I stated... I'm a pretty lenient dude. So I would have been like, listen, I'd give you one game, but people are going to get mad at me if I give you one game. So I got to give you two or three, all right? Never do, don't do not do that again. Especially since you tried to kill the coach of Maryland last year as well. All right? Like we got to, you, know, you can't do this all the time, bro. Right? So, you know, he gets five games, $40,000. If anything, I think this will galvanize, I think it'll galvanize the Michigan Wolverines. Not a lot of teams have the luxury of rolling out Phil Martelli. To step up as the interim coach uh, right now. Michigan needs a little bit of a spark. And this might be a little bit of a spark. Uh, Diabati, he did get, uh, he got a game. He got a, he got a game for throwing. He got, a, he got a game for throwing. But I want to get into this a little bit. Because I see some people are acting like, you know, Juwan Howard like shot somebody. And it's a lot of these are the same people that like wax poetic about the old days. About how tough everything was in the old days. And then as soon as somebody does something that was kind of normal in the old days, everybody panics, man, and wants to, like, lock them up. I'm surprised, like, Madison police aren't investigating. The late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Whoa, yeah, yeah. 
Let's roll. It's the Monday Night Meltdown. This is Portridge. I am Marancy. Uh, we just came back from the donut shop, but before the show started, I was looking for some uh, slam dunk uh, competitors for next year. As I've stated, I've seen better dunks and Dunkin' Donuts. Old men dunking their donut into a coffee uh, than what we saw on Saturday night. All right, a lot of stuff to get to. I wanted to get into the Juwan Howard uh, stuff, and I am a lifelong Michigan fan, so I've got a couple of unique takes on this. But we've got breaking news, literally and figuratively right now. Breaking news. I think Aaron Rodgers is drunk. Like, <laughs> this guy, that, you know, he's the gift that just keeps giving for, like, media and stuff. Like, he really just doesn't stop, man. Like, really. Like, you know, and listen, as somebody, you know what I mean? Like, stay off. Like, you know, somebody, he's definitely alone. He's definitely alone. So, basically, he just went off on Instagram. Aaron Rodgers. This is, like, literally from, like, a minute ago. Like, literally, just, like, 50 seconds ago as of the commercial break coming back right now. Aaron Rodgers. Here's some uh, Monday night hashtag gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in my life. With some pictures from the last beautiful year. At Cheyenne Woodley. Thanks for letting me chase after you the first couple of months after we met and finally letting me catch up uh, to you and be a part of your life. Thanks for always having my back for the incredible kindness you show me and everyone you meet and for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you and I'm grateful for you. To the men that I got to share the QB room with every day. Matt, Nathaniel, Luke, Jordan, uh, Kurt. You guys made uh, every day so much fun, and I'm so thankful for the daily laughs and stress relief you brought me every week of the year. I love you guys. To the Friday crew, Randall Cobb, uh, Bakhtiari, uh, etc. Uh, I loved every moment we spent uh, together this year. Your love and support was overwhelming, and I cherish the friendships I have with each uh, each of you. To my teammates past and current, you are the icing on the beautiful cake we call our job football. The friendships that we have will transcend our collective time in this game, and I am so thankful for the role that each of you have played in making my life that much better. I love you guys and will cherish the memories we've made. To everyone else, spread love and gratitude, you beautiful people. And read a book once in a while, too, while you're at it. Love and peace. Aaron Rodgers. As I stated, this is, yeah, he just, he literally just posted this on Instagram. Sounds like he's a couple of, uh, he's a couple of glasses of wine in, obviously, here. What does this mean? Number one, Cheyenne Woodley, like, uh, called off their, were they getting married or whatever? I don't think he was very good for her career. <laughs> like, to be, that's just me saying, that's my own opinion. Like, I'm thinking, like, she's like, she's like, this guy's going on shows, like, and talking about Joe Rogan and taking, you know, horse, like, tranquilizers and stuff, uh, whatever the hell that was. Oh, by the way, that stuff, there was a study that came out last night. Yeah, that didn't work, hey, by the way. No. Who would have ever imagined? Who would ever imagine that taking the same thing that Medina Spirit was taking would have helped you? Oh, God. <laughs> Shocker. Um, nevertheless. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of rare, too, right? Like, if you're a football player... You know what I mean? Like, I'm just being real here. Like, if I'm, a, if I'm a coach, if I'm a general manager of a football team, I generally don't want, like, I'm not really down with this celebrity stuff. Like, you know what I mean? It never ends well. It doesn't end well. 
I can tell you firsthand, I used to be buddies with Matt Kemp's agent, may he rest in peace. And, and point blank, I was all impressed once because he was talking about hanging out with Rihanna. And I was like, Rihanna? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and he said, yeah, yeah, Rihanna. And he goes, he goes, Rihanna and Matt Kemp. He goes, she's, you know, she goes, it's, it's terrible. He starts talking, he starts, this one, the agent. He starts, he starts telling me that, like, basically, that, you know, I mean, since Rihanna's in Matt Kemp's life, he sucks, <laughs> like, essentially. He's like, he's like, dude, she calls 22 times a day. She shows up, like, on the road, surprises him and stuff, right? And he was going on telling me about what a nightmare it is. And then, like, they broke up, and um, he won the MVP, <laughs> like, essentially. Look at Reggie Bush with the Kardashian. It's hard to keep up. With the first one, what, Kim? Look at Reggie Bush. Guy's Heisman Trophy winner, one of the best running backs in college football history. Hooks up with a Kardashian, is, a, is kind of an underachiever in the NFL. They break up, and he wins a Super Bowl after. It's not a, like, it's not a coincidence here. You know, we, we could go on. But I was going to say, a lot of the time, Tom Brady and Giselle are a little bit different. They're both kind of robots to begin with. Right, so like that's a little different, but it's very rare that, like I said, like if you're an athlete, like I'd be like if I was an owner of a team, I'd be like, oh god, it's the last thing I need is my star player like hooking up with actresses and stuff. I'd rather be like I'd rather my quarterback be Jimmy G and hook up with the other type of actress. <laughs> like there's no drama there. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Jimmy G going out with a porn star is like yeah, there's no drama here. It's like whatever, dude. The guy's going out and he's gonna you know whatever, man. Right, you know, it's like, I don't know, like, I don't, you know what I mean? She ain't going to be causing the same stress as a Kardashian is, you know? I told a story before, I, you know, I was in a metal band, and I played with the Killer Dwarfs, and the Killer Dwarfs played with Motley Crue, and they were telling me the same thing about Pamela Anderson, and I was super impressed with that. I'm a moron. I'm like, oh, my God, Pamela Anderson's coming? They're like, no, 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 you don't want her to, and they're like... They're like, it's cool at first. They're like, she's hot. And then you're like, they're like, it goes bad fast, all right? They're like, she doesn't stop, like, complaining. <laughs> like, right? Like, like about everything. This food sucks. Like, you know what I mean? This is like Scotty Farrell. Pamela Anderson Farrell would be a great couple. These eggs suck. So, so I'm just going to say that I think it's one of the rare instances where the quarterback's causing the actress problems. You know what I mean? Like, she's probably thinking, I never signed up for all of this, right? So, nevertheless, so he thanks uh, Sean Woodley. To the quarterback coach and to Jordan Love and everything, I mean, is he retiring? I don't know with him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, it sounds like, yeah. To me, it sounds like Aaron Rodgers had enough, and he's about to hang it up. Yet, it also sounds, no, no, super, no superstar celebrity like this would post all of this Unless there's a deeper meaning or unless he's had a few as well. Like, why are you getting so personal for? You know what I mean? I've done it. I've been there. I try not to now. You know what I mean? We've all done it. But it's like, what are you getting so personal for unless is there a, an end coming? Which is to me is, look, he's at the end here. To everyone else, spread love and gratitude, you beautiful people. All right? Whatever, bro. Now, because I'm talking about this and other people in the media are going to talk about this, you're going to say, oh, people in the media make stuff up. I don't, I don't know even what the hell they're talking about, right? And he's going to throw people under the bus. So this guy, you only have 8,000 follower Twitterers. You're a loser anyways. Like, that's my deal with Aaron Rodgers. He's just, he's, he's a hypocrite. 
he pulls this sort of, I'm a cool dude from the Bay Area, let's smoke weed and chill out, and, you know, I'm cool, peace and love, read a book, and then, you know, and then he mocks people. And he throws a female reporter under the bus, and all of his fans attack her when she wasn't even the one that posted a story about him. He never apologized. Oh, she liked the fame. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, you know what I mean? He's always the victim, and now he's, like, in a peace and love mode and whatever, bro. What are you going to be tomorrow? Aaron Rodgers has turned into Conor McGregor, man. Like, seriously, I'm retiring. I'm not retiring. I'm going to take over the game. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like, whatever, bro. Nobody cares anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm just breaking the news because this is just—he just posted this. So if you're tuning in right now, you're getting hot news, right? You get, you're getting something hot, hot. I don't know. It sounds like right now that yeah, he does sound to me. It sounds like a retirement note, doesn't it? Sounds like a see ya. <laughs> Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Oh. <laughs> What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. <laughs> all right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. <laughs> What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Sirius XM Channel 159. Sports Grid Radio Networks. The mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. If you're just joining us right now, we've got breaking news in the late night hours. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is on Instagram, and he just recently posted um, his latest post. He just posted, um, you know, this just, just broke like moments ago, literally infinitely. Literally and figuratively, we just read the uh, the post in its entirety, but it sounds a lot like a goodbye. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like people right now, like Twitter is starting to blow up on this right now, and people are like, can somebody do a wellness check on him? Now, he doesn't sound like, he doesn't sound out of control. Like I said, this isn't like Conor McGregor. I think that Aaron Rodgers, though, I'm not a psychiatrist, right? But... I think the guy's a narcissist. Like, you know, I mean, I think that he can't handle not like being in the spotlight. I think he's addicted to it. Like, and the more that he says he hates it, the more he likes it. If you don't want to be in the spotlight, then why are you always in the spotlight? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's one of these dudes that, hey, I just want to live my life, man. It's like, well, you go on a Pat McAfee show every Tuesday. Um, you only seem to date celebrity women. Right? You know what I mean? Danica Patrick, Cheyenne Woodley. Who was he with before? It's always celebrities. Right? Like, that's not, you know what I mean? I just want to, like, fly under the radar. <laughs> it's like Kyrie Irving. I just want to play basketball, man. I don't want to be a celebrity. It's like, Kyrie, don't, didn't you just do a movie about yourself? Like, don't you have a movie coming out about yourself? Like, your story? You know, you're not going to promote it? Like, <laughs> I just did that, man. Like, man. But, you know what I mean? Like, that's like, you know, Conor McGregor does that all the time. 
Like, whenever there's a UFC event, Conor McGregor will always start tweeting. Hey, I'm doing this. I'm retiring. I'm coming back. Hey, look, it's the look at me thing. After a while, it's like, yeah, whatever, bro. Who cares? Like, you know, we've looked at you and, you know, we've seen this act. So, I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to go all crazy here telling you Aaron Rodgers is retiring. Right? I don't know. This guy, whatever, dude. Tomorrow, he'll spin this and he'll blame everyone else. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's just Instagram. You know what I mean? You're all, you're all idiots. He's like, peace and love tonight. He's going to tell us all to go after ourselves tomorrow. So I don't know. It sound, I don't know. I think he probably is going to retire. I think he is. If you ask me what's going what's to happen with Aaron Rodgers, I say he retires. He reti- He's not going to Denver, all right? If you're a Bronco fan, he's not going to Denver. Why would he go to Denver? It's easier to win in the NFC. He's not going to go join a division that Mahomes is in and Justin Herbert's in and have to compete with Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and everybody in the AFC. He's on a 13 and th- you know 13 and four, 14 and three football team every year. This new stupid 17 game, whatever. Right? They win all the time. He just keeps. He can't win a big game suddenly at the end. They just can't get over the top. So him going somewhere else, that's not really the answer. My deal is, I think he either retires or he runs it back one more time. Because, and the thing is, guys, he can't drag this out like last year. And he even said it, and I did believe him after when he said, "Whatever I do, I'm going to make it quick." He goes, "I understand. Like, there's, I understand." And it's true. Like, you can't leave a franchise hostage every year in the off season. And stuff is already starting to happen. Right, like you know, the the draft is around the corner. Decisions need to be made. Devontae Adams is a free agent, man. Right, like Devontae, you, you know what I mean? If Aaron Rodgers ain't coming back, Devontae Adams ain't coming back. If Aaron Rodgers says I'm coming back for another year, Devontae Adams might sign. You know what I mean? A, a, a deal. You know what I mean? There's like a lot of stuff in the air here, and Rodgers said I owe it to them to at least be quick with my decision. So I don't know. This looks like a decision, but. It also looks like it could be a couple of bottles of red wine deep and whatever. I miss you, Cheyenne Woodley. I love you to all my teammates. He never says, I'll miss you. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's another thing, too. Like, Aaron Rodgers is a very smart guy. He's like, you know what I mean? Like, every word, like, he never says, you know what I mean? I love you guys. He didn't say, I'll miss you to my teammates past and current. You are the icing on a beautiful cake that does our job football. It's not really saying I did. I never said I'm going to stop playing football, but it's also like the friendships that we have will transcend our collective time in this game. <laughs> like, like you could take it both ways. Like, and that's the thing where he's annoying like this. Just come out and say it, then, bro. Just come out and say I'm done. You know what? I'm done. Hey guys, you know what? I'm done. Instead, it's very, you know what? He can wake up in the morning and go, I never said I was retiring. I'm kind of annoyed by this, actually. Like I said, it's like Conor McGregor's tweets. I just ignore them now. I don't care. It's like, whatever, bro. Like, you're coming back. You're not. You're belt this and that, man. Like, come on, man. Go have a belt of your, your whiskey, bro. No one cares. People do care about Aaron Rodgers, and he's still a great quarterback. To me, and, another, and I want to say that the thing with Aaron Rodgers, and I listen, like I said, he's still a great quarterback, right? He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But there's a saying in, in, in anything, right? I've been doing this for 20 years. I was in the music business before. I've been doing shows since 1985, 
I sometimes wonder. I'm like, dear God, it's a long time, man. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like 37 years, just right. I still love it, right? You know what I mean? The thing is, and you hear people that'll talk about bands retiring or quitting, and you know what I mean, uh, athletes at times. As soon as you are thinking about it, you're already done. Simple as that. The fact, Aaron, that you've already thought about this this much and you're you're like this much, you're done, bro. Look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady's like eight years older than you, and he's like, he's not even done. He just doesn't want to play for Tampa. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Brady's going to pop up again. I don't think Brady's done. So I think Brady's going to pop up again because Brady loves it. Brady, like, it's, that's what Brady does. Aaron Rodgers, I guess, doesn't love it. You know what I mean? I think he loves part of it. I think Aaron Rodgers loves the fame that comes along with it and the money and stuff. I don't, you know, I think he loves the game. I don't know what he, I don't know. I don't know what he doesn't like. Like, what's he so unhappy about all the time? I don't know. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? I can't get in this guy's head. No one can. You know, like, why do you bitch so much? Why do you, like, why are you angry so much? You know what I mean? You, you make, like, $40 million a year from the Packers. You're in every stupid year, in every, like, t- second commercial on TV. Um, everybody loves you. You you date like models and celebrities and whatever. And it seems like anyone you want to date, you're able to date. Well, like, what's your big beef in life? Like, what? what you hate the Packers because of what? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because of what? Because they drafted a quarterback? Yeah, you talk about retiring all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's just one of these guys. You know. But like I said, like everything that he said in his little statement here, there's nothing said, nothing definitive that, oh, I'm retiring. And then, to, like I said, tomorrow you can just spin it. Because now everyone's going to be all over this and the media is whatever. They're going to, you know, oh, what, what's going on? What's going on? It's just kind of annoying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, from a talk show standpoint, oh, Aaron Rodgers. But I'm going to talk about it now for a couple of minutes. I'll bring it up uh, with, with Kurtz a little bit later on because Kurtz a football guy. And I'll get his take on this, whether he thinks he's retiring. But... I'm not doing the Aaron Rodgers watch every night. You know what I'm saying? And I got no beef with Aaron. I think he's a great quarterback. I think, you know, I used to be a big, I used to be a fan of his, like more off the field type thing. You know, he lost me this year with a lot of his stuff. And I'm not just all the Vox stuff. I don't care about him being vaccinated or not, but he just, he blatantly lied about it. Like he played the word game with the Vax stuff. Well, I never said. That's why like he's playing everyone now tonight. He just, you know what I mean? He just thinks he's smarter than everybody, and he has to try to show it somehow. And, oh, I never said I was vaxxed. I said this. It's like, whatever, bro. You you lied all year about it, all right? You did. So, you know what I mean? And I didn't even care about that. Whatever. I'm not around him. He's no threat to me. So, uh, I don't care about that. But, you know, I didn't like, you know what I mean? Like, just every week, man, it was something new. This, you know, the media, this, that. It's everyone. Everyone's the, everyone's the, the, the villain. He's the big victim in the world. Poor me. I don't care if you cancel me. Screw you. Then the next week, I just want to play football, man. Then the next week, screw you. No, I just want to play football, man. Like, he's all over the place, right? He wants to say screw you until State Farm calls and says, hey, you can't tell people to suck it, bro. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's just all over the place. He really is. So, I wish him the best, though. Like I said... I think, though, whatever, I don't know what happened to him. He became not a football player. 
You know what I mean? Like, just, you're a football player. Enjoy it. You're a football player. You're a football player. You got money. You got a great life. Go play golf. Do your thing. And You know what I mean? Like, he's a great golfer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know why he became, like, this sort of, you know what I mean? Like, he acts like, the, you know, the media brings him into this. But, like, no, you want this. Right? You like the attention. You know what I mean? Like, look at Josh Allen right now. What's Josh Allen doing right now? No one knows. No one cares. I don't care. I'm a Bills fan. I don't care what he's doing right now. I don't want to know what he's doing right now. I assume he's with his hot girlfriend right now. You know what I mean? So, but you know what I mean? Sort of like Joe Burrow. What's your... What's Joe, what's Joe Burrow's uh, girlfriend look like? I don't know. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to know. And we don't know. Because he doesn't, you know what I mean? He doesn't, you know, make a show of this stuff. That's why, like, Eric Weidel on, that, on the live mic stuff said, uh, he said, I love everything you do to Burrow. He goes, I love everything you do, bro. He goes, keep it up. He goes, you're all ball, no BS. Right? Aaron Rodgers used to be all ball. There's a lot of BS now. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The late night anger match for class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi. We're breaking it down. Sirius XM Channel 159. I'm out of here 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. NBA All-Star Weekend is done. It's uh, time uh, for a playoff push uh, right now. NBA playoffs right around the corner. Let's bring in Keith Smith uh, right now. Always love talking hoops uh, with Keith, a contributor at uh, Spot Rack, of course, Celtics uh, blog, front office show, and more. Keith, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Keith, are you free uh, next uh, next year for uh, for All-Star Weekend? You available for the Slam Dunk Contest? You uh, put some, tim- tim- put some Timberlands on? <laughs> they better put a couple trampolines out there if they uh, if they want that or lower the, lower those down to seven eight foot rims. I can still throw down a couple good ones on on the lower rim for sure. Yeah, I like that actually. So, you know, that's not a bad idea. Maybe we need to lower the rims. At least Cole Anthony's actually owned it and he tweeted, uh, "I'll never ever dunk again. Layups only from now on." <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, he, he yeah, comes from that naturally. There, there was a very famous dunk contest several years ago where Daryl Armstrong, at the end, just did a layup because he was kind of done with the whole thing. So, uh, you know, keep, keeping that uh, Orlando Magic tradition going. Man, we were spoiled. Huh? Like, you remember the old days, you know, D. Brown going up, you know, covering his eyes. And you know, there's so many, so many iconic moments with Blake Griffin jumping over a car. And I hear people say, well, you know, it's hard to come up with new ideas. Not really. Like, the people want to, you know, they just want to see the dunk. Man, we saw like 15 dunks in the All-Star game that would have won the dunk contest. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's one of those things where it comes and goes. There, there were a number of years I remember where everybody was like, all right, get rid of this. It's all played out. There's nothing new. And then along came Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine and had, you know, such a great dunk contest that 
they had to go to like a dunk off. Bev would have probably kept going had Dwayne Wade not decided, you know what, I'm done and I want to get out of here for the night as one of the judges. So yeah, it's a uh, you know, it's one of those things where it, it comes and goes. It's you know, there's going to be good years, there's going to be bad years, and you know, I don't, I don't get too worked up about it. It wasn't great last night, but you know, it's not the end of the world. We still had a good three-point contest. We had a really great All-Star game itself. So you know, in all in all, I think the weekend was just fine. You're actually no, it was a great weekend, and you're right. It actually is Dwayne Wade's fault because he upset uh, Gordon so much. Right? Like he he's he upset Gordon so much. Gordon's like, I'm never participating in this thing ever again. And um, I got to tell you, man, yeah, the Toronto the Toronto dunk contest was the best one ever. It really really just was epic. But as you stated, it's all all in good fun. What's not all in good fun is salary caps and contracts. And I've always been curious to see what the final results were going to be for the Kyle Lowry deal uh, with the Toronto Raptors. Now, Precious Shadua is a basketball player that, you know, the common fan probably doesn't know very much about, but he's been a solid contributor uh, to the Raptors. And I think he does have an upside where he can get better. They end up getting uh, Thad Young and adding him to the rotation as well. And now Gordon Dragic, uh, after the merry-go-round and the musical chairs, ends up with the Brooklyn Nets. And I saw what you tweeted, and you said, you know, you thought that Goran Dragic could help a contender, but you're not sure if the Nets are that contender that he can help. Yeah, I just I don't know how much they needed another scoring guard. It, it, and I fully understand Kyrie Irving. I want to say something like eight of their final 23, 25 games or whatever it is, is all he can play in because he can't play in home games. He can't play in games at the Knicks and he can't play in games at, at the Raptors. So that is, you know, that's that's you know, a spot where, yeah, I mean, maybe you need a little extra depth, but you can't play more than two of Dragic, Harry Irving, Patty Mills, and Seth Curry together because you can't make a defense work with three of those guys on the court at the same time. So that part is where it gets a little tricky, right? It's, um, you know, how, how much do you need that? I feel like another wing that could, you know, defend and maybe make some shots was out there. But at the end of the day, Maybe those guys aren't out there. Maybe they don't become available. So go get the guy you can get. And also it has the added benefit of you kept them away from maybe another contender as well. Uh, Keith Smith uh, with us. As far as the Raptors are concerned, from a basketball standpoint, you know, they just keep doing their thing, right? You know, Nick Nurse is a great coach. I think this team is going to be a threat. They're going to get better as the season goes on. Um, they've got great chemistry. And, they, you know, their confidence is building. This unit together's confidence is building. But moving forward for next year, because I see you're already talking about the free agent situation for next year. I got to believe the Raptors are in a better cap situation now. So, you know, they don't have Lowry's contract. They've, they've gotten rid of Dragic's contract. It's not like Achua and Thad Young make this type of money. What kind of position are the Raptors going to be in in the offseason, Keith? Yeah, there's still going to be an over-the-cap team. Uh, there, there's only going to be a handful of teams with cap space. We, it, the NBA goes in cycles where we'll have about three, four years where most of the teams are over the cap and a couple have cap space. And then we'll go into a cycle generally when the cap has some jumps, which there's another one of those coming in a few years where you might have, you know, 10, 12, 11 teams with, with you know, cap space, meaningful cap space. So Raptors will still be over the cap because they've got big deals on their books for guys like Fred VanVleet, Pascal Siakam, Gary Trent Jr. But they've got an awful lot of talent with, with those guys, with Scotty Barnes, with OG Ananobi. And Masai Ujiri is pretty good at doing two things. One, he finds trades. 
that generally tend to make his team better. And that group with Masai Ujiri, Bobby Webster leading the front office and their scouting staff and everybody else is better than just about anybody at going uh, deep into the second round or the undrafted uh, pool and finding guys who can really play. So I, I feel like they'll be able to build themselves a pretty good roster that complements the guys that they already have. Now, speaking of the Miami Heat, uh, a player that I got to be honest, I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Victor Oladipo, right? So, Victor Oladipo, uh, what about Victor Oladipo? You know, is he going to be back? I I know that he's rehabbing uh, right now, and I saw some stories that it's getting closer. Yeah, it's sort of like one of those things when it's the middle of the winter that spring is getting closer. You don't really believe it until until it's warm outside. But what about this? Because I think they're counting on and they're thinking, you know what? This is another player that we're going to be able to add to our rotation. Yeah, I think where the heater at with Victor Oladipo is if he can come back and give us anything, it's almost like found money. It's a, it's a trade deadline acquisition without making a trade. It's, it's you know, You're getting a guy who can come in and give you something. And if you know what? If you can't make it back, they're, all they were out was a veteran minimum contract and getting him, you know, trying and get him back on his feet. They, they literally have no investment beyond this season on a one-year vet minimum deal. So it's one of those things where if we can get him going, great. If we can't, it's not going to really hurt us. But, yeah, I think where it stands for him right now is he's joined their D-League team uh, to go through some practices and things like that here uh, shortly before the All-Star break. He'll likely return to doing that after the All-Star break. And that's going to allow him to get some on-court work done. I think people don't fully realize that it's pretty rare for an NBA team to run a five-on-five scrimmage during practice time. It's just such limited time that they get. So that's why they use these G-League teams, almost like Major League Baseball, when they send a guy down for a rehab assignment. That's kind of how they use him. Probably won't appear in any G League games. That's just a little too risky. But he'll get out there. You'll see what he looks like. And maybe they can get something out of him over the, down the stretch run. Uh, Keith, uh, a couple of more minutes with you. We always appreciate your time. Uh, we are on in SoCal. A lot of Laker uh, fans uh, tuning in. And I'm seeing a, seeing a headline here. LeBron James put Lakers on notice that roster changes are needed. And I'm all... I, um, I've talked about this for years uh, with LeBron. He's a great player. He's a bad GM. And I get it that Palenka's name is on the general manager's, you know what I mean? It, uh, that, that's what it says on the on the door. But let's be real. Nothing happens on any team that LeBron is on without it going through LeBron first. And it seems to me that he puts together these horrible basketball teams and then blames others for it after the fact. <laughs> like, so, like, what a lot of people were sort of expecting, maybe a Gordon Dragic, like the, that the Lakers didn't have a choice, but they, you know, they would just sort of come in in the buyout market and see what they could get but it's not like guys were lining up to go there right now. Now AD is injured. What's your take on the Lakers situation moving forward for this season? Yeah, for this season, it's going to be tough. They they are in a position where it's going to be really hard. They're, they're going to be a play-in team. They're not going to be able to climb out of the play-in tournament. They're six games, I believe it is, behind the Denver Nuggets. That's too much to make up with, especially with the fact that Denver's good. And they'd have to also climb the Clippers and the Timberwolves in front of them. So I think they're going to have to basically hope, all right, we can get to the play-in get AD back by the time we get there, and then we can try to make a run, you know, from there. And let's see where it's at, if we can get into the playoffs. Very similar to what they went through last season. Uh, And then, you know, clearly they weren't healthy. What my worry is, is LeBron is having an unbelievable season Um, as a player. As you said, as a, you know, front office member, maybe not so much. But as a player, he's playing great. But I think his challenge now is how much is he going to have left in the tank? Because he's going to really have to carry this team for the next several months. 
and that's going to be really hard for him to be able to push forward from there. So I, I'm not so sure. You know, I, I see this season ending very successfully for the Lakers. Now, as far as the Phoenix Suns are concerned, uh, Chris Paul going to be out six to eight weeks. I guess you could argue better now than later, right? Get this injury out of the way. I mean, I hope that Chris Paul isn't just one of these guys that there's just always something happens. We remember the injury when he was on the Houston Rockets, and I thought they could have beaten the Golden State Warriors. But as I stated, if it's going to happen, better now than later. Six to eight weeks is plenty of time to get back for meaningful basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you do absolutely better now than than later. If, if you're assuming that that an injury was coming, yeah, you'd rather have it today than you know at the opening of the playoffs. So they've got a big enough lead over the Warriors, who are in second in the West. I think it's six and a half games. Yeah. Uh, right now, they, they should be fine. They, that's that's enough. They, they'll get good enough play out of campaign. Who should be back from injury fairly soon from Aaron Holiday. They should be able to cruise through uh, the rest of the regular season and still finish with the one seed. And then if you get Chris Paul back, ideally. You'd love to get him back on the floor with maybe uh, you know a couple games left in the regular season, just so he can kind of get back out there, get his you know uh, legs underneath him, and go. But the, the good news is it's a thumb injury, so he should be able to keep his conditioning up. Should be able to still do his running, so that part will be will be good. But we'll see. I mean, that it's kind of an injury right now. It seems like the only thing that's going to slow this team down at all. So we're we're going to see. They've tried to build a deep team with a lot of depth uh, to get through any you know one injury that they might have. So. I'm very curious to see now that they're finally facing one, what that looks like for the Sun team that's had an incredible regular season and is probably the favorites in the West to get back to the finals. Uh, Keith, we got about a minute left, and you knew I wasn't going to not throw a Celtic question at you, my man. Come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Nine game win streak. Hey, listen, I actually took the Pistons plus the points, thinking, you know what? The, uh, the Boston's just going to be looking for the win here and get out with another win. It didn't happen for them. They sort of, they were flat like I thought they were going to be, but it was a hell of an end, uh, you know, to, to, you know, going into the All-Star break. And I noticed the criticism, it's one of those deals, the criticism and the critiques of the Boston Celtics are a lot louder than the applause right now that they've sort of put it together. Yeah, it is. And what happens a lot of times is, especially in Boston, because of the success that the sports teams in the area have had, there's a sense of nothing's ever good enough. You know, it's you know, it's not good enough to be a good team. You have to be a great yeah, team. Yeah. And then, you know, then you got to win a championship and those kind of things. But with the Celtics, they've really turned it around. They figured things out. They're the best defense in the league right now. It's not even particularly close. They'll overtake the Warriors here very shortly on the season. Long defensive ratings. Um, and then their offense is starting to come around as they've, they're they picking up the tempo. They're playing better. And, and multiple guys have said when asked in recent weeks, what's the biggest change? And for them, it is we finally have our guys together where we're all able to play. And you kind of saw it in the Pistons game. They didn't have Marcus Smart. They didn't have Robert Williams. Both were nursing relatively minor injuries. And that's really tough for the Celtics because it you take a couple guys out of the mix, it doesn't go all that well. And that's a disappointing loss, but it's not the end of the world. They, they, they should bounce back from it fairly fairly well. They've got you know, uh, what, what looks like a somewhat – a favorable schedule the rest of the way because a couple of their tougher teams record-wise looks like they might be heading in different directions priority-wise down the stretch. So I think they're going to be in good shape. And that Eastern Conference is so compact, one through really eight, um, that it, it you can you know, almost talk me into any combination of where teams might finish in those standings. Always a pleasure, Keith. You can follow Keith on Twitter, at Keith Smith, NBA, the late-night anger match for class continues. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Oh, yeah. Always good talking hoops with Keith Smith. We're not done. P. Annapolis will join us at level three. More basketball talk. Uh, Pete was an assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen, so we'll definitely focus in on on Jawan Howard's five-game suspension. We've got Aaron Rodgers stuff. He's on Instagram talking about, I don't know, he's talking about retiring maybe. Seems to be kind of cryptic. One thing that Keith brought up I thought was interesting that I never thought of before, actually. And it just sort of it rang a bell. I'm like, oh, wow. Now, listen, I personally think that I get the feeling that Kyrie Irving will be able to play by the time June comes around. All right. I, you know, is New York really still going to have this ridiculous, stupid mandate thing that they have? The Kyrie Irving thing really is stupid in New York, too. It's beyond stupid. Like, so visiting players who are not vaccinated can play, <laughs> but Kyrie Irving cannot, right? Yeah, Kyrie Irving can practice, Kyrie Irving's allowed to practice during the day at the Barclays Center, but he can't play at night. So you can't tell me it's a safety issue then, right? Like, it's just whatever. Like, it is it is ridiculously stupid, all right? And the crazy thing is, Brooklyn, the Nets, could actually just pay a fine if they wanted. Like, you know what I mean? It would be $1,000, then $2,000, $5,000, and whatever. It would go up a little bit, but, like, they have the money, right? And I think a lot of people think it is stupid, so it wouldn't be bad PR if they did it. So I don't know if they're going to do it in the playoffs. I don't think they are. They would have done it by now if they would. I don't think the owner likes Kyrie Irving, right? I don't think the owner likes him. The owner is like pro-vax. He doesn't like Kyrie. He thinks Kyrie is screwing the team over. So I don't think he. I don't think he wants Kyrie to win. I think he'd rather lose than let Kyrie win. You know what I'm saying? But I just, you know, what some Keith talked about. He said, you know, Kyrie Irving can't play in Madison Square Garden. He can't play home games, and he can't play in Toronto. I thought this Def Leppard thing was just for a night or two. Right? Let's not make a habit of this. Um, <laughs> but imagine if the Nets play the Raptors in the playoffs. What do you want? Kyrie wouldn't be able to play. At all. In either arena. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.